starve your fears and feed your faith. Because if you're feeding your faith, you're going to get full on faith. If you're feeding your fear, you're going to be full of fear. Everything you do, you're going to be a walking time bomb. And who wants to live like that? Focus in on this tiny little phrase, choose faith over fear. And that's it. It's so simple. But if you recite that over and over and over, a hundred times an hour, if you're in a fearful position or if something's happening, I'm telling you, it will bring such peace and tranquility and your body will be calm. Just be quiet for a minute and just say the words, I'm choosing faith over fear. And I promise you will get through. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Live Boldly podcast with Sarah Shelton Kranz. This is an inspiring podcast for those seeking proven ways of healing, growing, and transcending their lives. I am a legendary leader in healing, claimed author, keynote, and TEDx speaker, a mom, an adventurer, and a believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, every other week I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from hand-picked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Live Boldly with Sarah Shelton Kranz. Today I have on Kelly Tyen. Kelly is a leading faith-based entrepreneur, coach, speaker, author, and top 1% podcaster. Most recently, I was on her podcast, Addicted to the Climb. It was an incredible conversation, so go listen to that when you finish listening to this one. Before I dive in regarding Kelly, I want to remind you that we have four incredible retreats coming up. I have one with Michelle Mays-Curon. She is a former fighter pilot and a Thunderbird pilot. We are going to be taking everybody to the Green River in Utah canoeing. And if you would like some paddle boarding, you know me, I'm a huge paddler, so I am excited about this. We are camping, adventuring. Again, we are doing coaching pre and post retreat, really diving into personal and professional development surrounding leadership. Uh, We're going to be talking imposter syndrome. We are going to be diving into those blocks that are holding you back from truly becoming that leader and uh, developing the life that you choose, right? And so I'm so excited about this retreat. This is definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity. So if there's anybody that is interested, please reach out because let's get you in. It is co-ed. Now, we also have a co-ed retreat in the Grand Canyon in June. This I'm also excited about, obviously, because this is my signature retreat. I have been running these for a very long time. We have coaching pre and post retreat on that. Deep dive into self as we go into the canyon, right? This is how metaphorically it works. We hike down into the canyon. We spend two nights down there while we are also doing the deep dive within our own life. We come out an entirely different human being and we learn how to take all of that learning into our everyday existence. We are also going to be kayaking out of Whittier, Alaska in July. This is also co-ed. Excited about this retreat. I've been doing these for two years now. This is my third. Last year, we had a whale that followed us from island to island. I kid you not. Like, it was so incredible. You wake up and you can hear the crash of the ice falling from the icebergs, like, or from the, uh, from the glaciers. It is 
absolutely incredible the sound, the senses that you get within that uh, within that space. And so, if this is something that you'd be interested in, again, reach out to me. Let's get you in. Just like the other retreats, we have coaching pre and post retreat itself, learning how to take all of what you are learning within your uh, that time when you are there, that experiential journey, and taking it into the life um, that you live. And then we have one other retreat, which I am super excited about this. I did this last year with Florence Williams. We are coming back to do it again. We will be at a retreat center in the San Juan Mountains. Florence is a best-selling author. She wrote The Nature Fix and also Heartbreak. This particular retreat is all women. There is no coaching pre and post. It is truly, though, an incredible time that you have in this retreat center high up in the San Juan Mountains. You know, last year I sat in, uh, there's an outdoor hot tub and I sat in the outdoor hot hot tub with some of the clients and we just watched the gazing stars and it was an experience like none other. Uh, So this is an incredible opportunity to use on wonder to create the life that you are choosing, that you really want to manifest and bring into your existence. So all four of these are incredible retreats that you do not want to miss. They are just a true gift to deep dive into. It's an opportunity to deep dive into yourself and to really, um, really manifest and create what it is that you want. I've been doing these, like I said, for a very long time, and I welcome all of you to it. If it is something that you're just not simply sure about, like, I don't know, Sarah, like, I don't, I'm not so sure. Reach out to me and let's have a conversation because, you know, you won't, how will you know unless you just simply reach out and have, you know, and ask me the questions and I can answer them for you. So email me, Sarah at SarahSholtonKranz.com and let's get you into that conversation and get you moving into the direction that uh, you're true north, like the, the way that you truly want to go. Now, let's talk about Kelly. Kelly, wow, this conversation. Kelly's show and book are called Addicted to the Climb, which is a faith-fueled movement that inspires, empowers, and creates courage to keep on climbing no matter what mountains you face. I mean, like, this is my life. I love this stuff so much. Her mentorship, mentorship and coaching help women create a strong foundation in faith so they can break through fear and continue to climb higher in life. She believes with every climb you take, it will make you stronger for the next one. Kelly is a breast cancer survivor, four-time bikini champion, proud wife, and mother of her two children. This uh, this conversation, I absolutely loved talking with Kelly because there's so much that um, metaphorically works, like th- that within the work that she does, the work that I do. And uh, this is a woman that I have just recently met, and I absolutely feel like we have this connection that goes back very, very, very far. And so, um, and this is only the beginning. And so this is why we do this work. I would love for you to take this podcast, share it with your community. Please, when you do that, when you share it in your um, social media, tag myself, tag Kelly, we will reshare within our social media. And that is how we continue to get this beautiful podcast spread into the world for others to listen to as well. So with that, let's dive in with Kelly. And one last thing, my friends, a call to action, a call for help. Please, whichever platform that you listen to this podcast on, go and give it a rating and a review. It literally takes five to 10 seconds. We are working hard on building out this podcast. And in order to make that happen, we need to hear from all of you. And so 
you think that maybe your rating and review won't matter, it does. Every single one of you matters. That is why I do this podcast and I need you at this moment to go into that platform, give it a rating, give it a review. And then if you really want to push it out into your social media, tag me so I can also reshare. This is how we keep this moving into the world. And I appreciate your five, 10 seconds of help in order to make that happen too. Thank you so much for helping us make this happen. Hi, Kelly. We have been already sitting here chatting for a while. There's so much to touch on. You're friends with Heather Monahan, who I had the pleasure of speaking with last Friday on my podcast. And we were talking about something that is extremely important, I think, today, which is connections, friendships, and also those long-standing friendships. So can we actually start there? Yes, I love it. I was telling you that Heather, first of all, thank you for having me today. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for being here. Yes, I just wanted to thank you. And it is funny um, because connections are everything. And it's really special to have friendships. I've had friendships for 30, 40 years. Like my core circle of friends, as I was telling you, I didn't realize not everybody has what I have. But I realized through my daughter pointing it out to me that, mom, you've had your friends since childhood, like under 10 years old that you've grown with. And now I only have a small circle, which I'm good with, but they're my core friends. And it's just a beautiful thing to do life with them, grow together, especially when you're aligned with these people. So I love it. And then it's building off that. Who does she know that, you know, like connect me with her and community is key and building friendships. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so it's, amazing. It is so amazing. We need to have our tribe. We need to love them yes. hard, support through good times, difficult ones. Can I ask you something before we dive into your work and what you're going to share with everybody? Do you have anything that you do that is special with your friends? Do you have that one thing that is just meaningful for you and your your close circle? Hmm, that is a good question. One thing, you know, I don't think, I, I can't point out, are you talking about maybe a girl's trip or something like that? Like something that you do, I'll give you an example. So my girlfriends and I, uh, my, my girlfriends who I've been friends with since I was two, and then I have another one, so there's three of us. And then mm-hmm. the other one I've been friends since I was 15. And when my girlfriend that was two ended up uh, being diagnosed with uh, breast cancer, her second round of cancer, we started this little tradition, this thing that we did, which was we make a cake and we eat it, eat it in bed together every time that we're together. So that literally, literally, so, so, and she's, she's the baker. She's the baker. Now, the one time when she had cancer, we made cake for her, but uh, typically she's the one that makes the cake. And then we all sit in bed together and we ate, a, we eat a whole cake and we just, talk. <laughs> yes. I, and this is, this is in our forties and fifties, by the way. <laughs> so that's amazing. Things? Okay. So now I'm, I get it. You want to know the crazy part about my core group of friends, each one of these people, they don't hang around together. Oh, wow. Isn't that now I'm talking about my five year old, since I was five years old, I've been friends with five of them. And then Heather and I go back from when we're 15. 
the only traditions in things that we do every year. I have that with Heather since mm. we were young. And Heather and I always spend Thanksgiving together. And wow. we always spend a week or two weeks in the summer together, no matter what. So we haven't missed a beat with both of those things, but she's the only one that we do that together. My other ones, you know, sometimes I don't see them for two months, but those are the girls. They're my core people I can turn to no matter what's going on in my life. But yet we don't have things that we don't make sure we get together all the time. I just know they're there and they're like my family. So, but Heather and I have that, which is really, really awesome. And I love it. It's so special. And the reason I ask that is because I think that we forget to feed those core bonds and it's so important to do. And just to find that one meaningful thing to you that even if it sounds crazy or silly or whatever, as long as it continues to bond you together, then why not do it? Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Well, let's dive in. Everybody grab your journals because I am excited about this conversation with you. Okay. So how I started following you is I, I'm going to fess up to something here. Uh, I literally saw about I, what it was, was the headline addicted to the climb. And I went, oh yeah, I get that in so many areas of my life as somebody who climbs mountains, as somebody who climbs out of trauma, as somebody who climbs uh, mm-hmm. in work, in business, as a mom, I'm I'm addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to Terry Tillman about this this week too. I said, I literally have gone from, uh, you know, that 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 trauma bond, that past life piece to now being addicted to all of this personal development, self-help, healing, growing, seeing what's next in this thriving space. And so when I saw that headline, I went, I want to know her. And so here we are. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because that's really the core of what people will say, what is addicted to the climb? Some people don't get it. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's basically progress. I am addicted to progress, just like you, in whatever way that looks like for you. And it all came about, I'll take you back a little bit to really explain where I got that from. And I grew up as an only child with a very, I don't have a sad story at all. I was, my parents and I were best friends from when I was born. They were incredible people, always smiling. We were like the three bears. Okay. And I had a great childhood. However, from when I was born, my mom had rheumatoid arthritis. So that's a real debilitating disease to have. And she got it right. I was six months old. So every joint in her body was swollen over the course of my life, she was in and out of the hospital always. She has scar. She had scarring from the top of her head to the bottom of her toes. Not really many open spaces in her body because she had surgeries all the time, whether it was a finger or her foot or, her, you know, open her stomach. And the reason why I'm telling you all that is because my mother is the driving force for everything in my life. She never ever complained. She always had a smile on her face face, and she kept her faith extremely strong. She was a super faithful woman. She was walking around. She would always walk around with her Bible in hand. I didn't understand why, but as I look back, 
I know the reason why now, how faith played a role. That's the only way she could wake up in the morning. So I got to witness that my whole life and just know that she had so much trauma on a daily basis. I mean, sometimes she couldn't even move her arm. Some days she couldn't get out of bed, but yet she would wake up. She'd always have her makeup on and call me, Kel, where are we going today? I'm like, where are we going? Aren't you in bed? Nope. Where are we going? Just come and pick me up. So fast forward, I, as I was ending my fitness business right before COVID, which I wasn't called to do anymore. And that's another whole story. Um, I've been through numerous things in my life too, over the years. And I really did lean on my faith the way my mom did to get through these things. But fast forward to addicted to the climb, I realized I, I am one that just never wants to give up. I saw my mom, she never gave up on anything and she kept going. She never wanted to be done until it was done. And addicted to the climb was really a download from God because I don't even know where it came from, to be honest. But God just really showed me, you know, start a podcast, let's addicted to the climb to show people and help people discover that they have a deep inner strength within them if they truly believe in themselves that they can keep going. I've been through breast cancer, Sarah. I, my father got diagnosed with a rare blood cancer disease. And three weeks later, my mom died of an aneurysm. My son was born with a, um, telling me that he had a brain tumor and he might not make it. And that was a whole other battle. So the list is endless. I ended up writing a book also called Addicted to the Climb, really to just bring awareness to people that, listen, I don't have any superpowers. I'm no different than you. I mean, we all have what it takes to keep going. It's really about, do you have faith in yourself? Do you believe that you can make it to the other side? And if you do, there's such a blessing and there's so much beauty on that other side if you can just get through your pain, your obstacle, or your setback. So in a nutshell, that is really what addicted to the climb means to me. It's moving from fear into a place of faith and whatever that faith looks like to you. For me, it's God. And it's just believing that I can do all things because if I don't believe that, I probably would have been gone and dead years ago. So it actually can bring me to tears because I just, I really don't know where I would be if I'm not, if I don't keep climbing. And I know you're in agreement with that a hundred percent. Oh, sister, I'm so in agreement with this. You're speaking my language. My mom just passed away uh, July 6th and she was by far none, my best friend. And she, I sent her some pictures of me on stage right before she passed. Now I'm going to start to cry. I Me too. <laughs> and she said to me, where do you get it? And I wrote back in, a, she wrote me in a text and she said, where do you get it? And I said, I get it from you. And uh, she, I have pictures of her everywhere right now, even as I'm sitting here interviewing you, it's, they're all on my desk. Oh, look at, will you share one of yours? <laughs> share one of mine. Look at that. Let's see. And look at these uh, girls. Well, I know. I mean, I literally, I look at a picture of my mom and I see me now more than ever. Yes. And yes. so my addicted to the climb is also for and in honor of her. You know, when yes. I'm out there, I have, when I'm out in nature, I have conversations, direct conversations with her. 
Um, and I'm sure I'd love to hear about those with you as well. And mm -hmm. I can say that when I was working through my own trauma, it was her that would walk me down the street and say, mm -hmm. hold your head high, stand in integrity. Even if people don't believe you, it doesn't matter because they will someday. It's your truth. Yes. And he taught me so much about her own faith. Mm -hmm. And when she passed, she had a rosary in her hand as well. Oh, uh, so beautiful. It, it, it is. And that's why I'm so passionate because there's so many people and I work with women primarily. So there's so many women that just don't have anyone to believe in them that and they get to a point after going through trauma that they're crumbling and they're really in that deep, dark hole. And I just want women to know, like my clients, that I believe in you. You can make it. You can keep going like the way my mom believed in me and was an example to me. That's really what I am all about is just really being the walking, talking example of the light that my mother was because, and you know, I'm not trying to be her, but right. she really does live inside me. And it's just a beautiful thing to be that for someone else. So they, cause like I said, in the beginning, I don't have any different superpowers than you. You have your own. We all have superpowers in us of strength and courage and hope. You just have to cling on to that. So do you ever feel like when you were doing this work that she is directly working through you or that you are literally walking a path that that continues from where she was? Yes, that one. I I really believe that I started where she left off. Yes. And it's funny because I was just talking about that or I was writing that somewhere, Sarah. I don't even know. It's Funny that you asked me that because sometimes, you know, you, you, you do, you think, well, why am I the way I am? What am I, is it my mom? Is it me? But I am, I, I started where she left off. It took me a while because she died. She passed five years ago and it was probably one of the worst things in my life. Like I know I told you I had cancer, been through so many other things as most of us have gone through, but Losing her really, I, that's when I, I really hit rock bottom because she was everything. She she was my mentor, my faith counselor, my best friend. And I had to just, after I got through my grief, I just started talking, you know, Addicted to the Climb was born shortly after. And I realized, wow, I'm taking over right where my mom left off. Like I never, if you had asked me 10 years ago, if I would have been doing this, Honestly, I I probably would have said no because I was a the fitness girl back then and God had a different plan for me and I'm so thankful I was open enough to follow it. So well, yeah. That's actually it too is that you listened, you had the awareness to listen to it. I think I find that so many people don't either, either they're afraid to listen, they're afraid to step into that space because, and that's the whole fear piece too, that yes. we were, that we were talking about prior to this. It's people are afraid of their own gifts. They're afraid of what's possible on that other side of stepping in and leaning in and actually taking those steps to get higher and to step into the light. Right. It's so true because I think a lot of people, they don't know what their purpose is. They don't even know how to discover it. And that that's a whole other topic. But I right. didn't really know after I lost her, 
And I lost my career in fitness because I was in a gym for 10 years. New owners came in and said, well, we don't want you here anymore. After 10 years of building a big community in my area, thousands of women I coached and trained. And anyways, I kind of lost my purpose in life for a while. And then after losing her, I had to find it. And like you said, I'm bringing this up because you said sitting alone, I had to really dig deep within myself and get quiet for a little while. It took a moment in time. I didn't just fall into this. I did a lot of praying. I did a lot of leaning in because I really wanted to know what is my purpose? What am I going to do for the next 40 years of my life? I know there's more for me. I believed it. And so God really has been amazing in opening doors little by little to for me to make an impact the way I want. So, you know, it's funny because when my mom passed, it was the 6th of July. And then on the 7th, I had to leave to go run a retreat in the Grand Canyon. And I had three retreats that run that I had to run in July. And then we buried her at the end of that month. And I debated on, do I not do these or do I do these? Mm -hmm. And all I sat with was, what would mom want me to do? And she would want me to go. And this is my healing space. And she would want me to grieve and work with my clients and be real and authentic and vulnerable with them so that they can also understand what it is to be in this space for when they also have to walk through this space. Because we all have to at some point. And I want to share with you, you will, you will understand this. You will understand this. I was walking down the trail into the Grand Canyon and there was, there were two things that happened that stick with me. Number one was I forgot to download her favorite song to my phone and I wanted to listen to it at the bottom. You don't have service in the Grand Canyon. You can't get service in the Grand Canyon. And I literally had a message with her and I had a conversation and I said, mom, could you please help me to download this song to my phone so I can listen to it at the bottom? And I kid you not, Kelly, a couple miles in, all of a sudden I looked and the phone, I'm not joking. The song had downloaded to my phone. And I literally said to my, to my clients, I said, now this is magic. This is the veil is thin mom's coming through. And then we got down to the bottom and I had another conversation with her. And I just said, I want to know that you're okay. Please tell me that you're okay where you're at. And I got to the bottom, we were at the Colorado River, feet in the sand, looked up and this big, it's, there's a video of it on my Instagram, uh, Instagram page, this big, beautiful rainbow went right around the sun. The clouds parted to a heart in the middle of that rainbow. In, uh, no lie, no lie. And I just sat there and I just, cr- I mean, all of us were crying together. I said, okay, okay. And she knows but the before she passed, and this is something for everybody to listen to. When I was uh, sitting with her a couple of weeks before she passed, I went home to be with her and I put my phone on record and I didn't tell her I was recording. And I started asking her all of these questions like, have you ever felt the hands of God? Have you ever felt angels? Do you ever feel your mom? Just like all of these deep questions. And then we got into a conversation about what happened spiritually with me in the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And I had had a conversation with her in that recording. I have it recorded where I told her one of the most unreal moments for me prior to this happening with her I had had a rainbow come around the moon and it was with uh, all, a group of clients who were grieving their loved ones. And I had explained that to her and then she comes through in that way. And so you're so divinely guided 
in divinely, mm-hmm. we are so divinely guided by those who love us. Yes. They don't, nothing shifts. We're still, you know, loved and cared about and looked over in just a very different way. It's a transcendence, right? But mm-hmm. transformational way, but we are so looked over. Mm. That is so beautiful. Wow. And I have similar stories and they are, they just, they give you that comfort knowing that, and if anybody's grieving right now, it's like, you just have to, you know, be willing and open to know that you will get the signs you will. It's there's, there's so much healing and blessing on the other side. If you can just keep going and grief is so hard in every way. Right. I mean, but that, what you went through, I've been through so many times, well, maybe a handful of times and wow, it's so reassuring, you know, to know, okay, you're right here with me. Let's do this. And you know, you can keep climbing, you can keep going. Oh man, that is beautiful. It's so, it's such a beautiful space to be in. So you're an incredible woman. I just want to state that in the middle of this, you were just such a beautiful soul. I, 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 I connect. I can, I'm one of those like intuitive little beings here and, and I get it. Um, so let's dive into with the book when you were talking about, cause there were a few things that I wrote down that I wanted to, um, talk to you about, which is the courage, the hope, the strength, and then the breakthrough of the fear, mm-hmm. breaking through your fear. Mm. So tell us a little bit about your book and the work that you do when it comes to accessing all of that, accessing your courage, accessing your hope, your strength. And then one of the big things, how do you break through fear? Mm. Oh, that's so good. It, it It's really, for me, everything really comes down to my faith. Mm-hmm. It really does, because like I said, it's it's the the foundation of who I am. But what for my book, it's thir- so first of all, my book is made up of 30 very short stories. It's not a book that you would start and say, oh, I got to read this book. You can read one short story a day, three minutes, and sure. you'll you'll find strength in that. And I really just wanted to share my personal stories to inspire people to have hope and courage and strength. Because I've been through, as I said, so many things where fear really was overtaking my mind. And I believe fear is really a liar. You hear that term. I didn't make it up, but it really is. It's a liar. It's it's lying. I know. I just love the way that you said that. (laughs) Because it's it's almost like, are you going to believe the lie of fear? I mean, just to give you an example... My daughter was in a really horrific car accident a year ago, and I watched her in this accident. She was driving behind me. I saw the whole thing. Her car flipped and spun and glass shattered everywhere, and I saw it. And it was the scare, one of the scariest moments in my life because I didn't know if I was going to open the door, and she'd, there were body parts everywhere. That's what it looked like because I watched it in my rearview mirror, and I walked over to the car. Thank God she was she was okay. She had some minor things. She came out a full miracle. Anyways, seeing that gave so much fear. It created so much fear. The next picture, going to bed at night and all I saw was my daughter getting hit. I heard the noise over and over and over. And it was very traumatic for me. And you know, fear comes in the middle of the night when you're trying to go to sleep to rustle you up. But I had to start saying, I'm going to choose faith. 
over fear. Till is okay now. We're going to be okay. I had to start believing things are going to be okay. Even with my breast cancer diagnosis, fear would try to come in and just choke me, strangle me and say, you're not going to make it. We don't know what stage you have yet, Kelly. I mean, before you even go in, you're you're going to be, you have breast cancer. I mean, this is a death sentence. Like the things that were happening, again, they were lies. So you can either choose to believe your fear-filled lies, or you can choose and decide to just say, this is a lie. I'm going to believe that better things are going to happen for me. I'm going to, be- or whatever you're going through, I'm going to believe that I'm going to make it. They say that a lot of people that have a cancer diagnosis, for an example, if they survive, I I don't even know the statistic, but the the, the ratio is really high on survivors that have a positive outlook and have a full belief that they're going to make it, even if they're stage four. It's crazy. What we believe about ourselves is what actually can happen because I know people that get a cancer diagnosis and they ha- they sit in the pity party and I see their body deteriorate, their minds, they they and some of them don't make it, unfortunately. So that's why I'm so passionate, as you can see it in my voice or hear it, because what we believe about ourselves, the lies, if we let the lies in, we're feeding the lies and we're supposed to. There's a saying that I just wrote, starve your fears and feed your faith. Because if you're feeding your faith, you're going to get full on faith. If you're feeding your fear, you're going to be full of fear. Everything you do, you're going to be a walking time bomb. And who wants to live like that? I could have sat and was just afraid of my breast cancer diagnosis and just sat home all day. And what good would that be? So I just... I I just want your listeners to really focus in on this tiny little phrase, choose faith over fear. And that's it. It's so simple. But if you recite that over and over and over a hundred times an hour, if you're in a fearful position or something's happening, I'm telling you, it will bring such peace and tranquility and your body will be calm. And I teach this to my kids. I'm like, don't be afraid. Let's, let's breathe. Let's just be quiet for a minute and just say the words, I'm choosing fear. I'm choosing faith over fear. And I promise you will get through. It might not be the way you want it to go. I mean, listen, only God knows the outcome. If you're going through a diagnosis right now or something's happening in your family or whatever the case may be, but believing is everything. And, you know, I think witnessing what I have found is witnessing people with such deep faith is also so comforting and also learning. Like there's so much to learn from people like you who are such faith-driven humans. I, My best friend that I was telling you about that had breast cancer, they didn't tell her her prognosis. They didn't tell her how bad it was because she is such a faith-driven woman And I remember witnessing her like watching and sitting and she had, she was, there were two things that got her through that, her faith and Heather McDonald. (laughs) 
I love it. <laughs> because Heather McDonald is hilarious. And she 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 listened to Heather McDonald. And that's that was her that was her that was her humor. She she literally she would go into those spaces where she needed humor. She connected with Heather. And so I was on Heather McDonald's podcast and I told her that. And she was just like, What? Oh my gosh, that makes me feel so good. And um, so it was just you know, like witnessing her just deep faith though and connection to something that was such a high your power than her cancer, than yes. herself, than her body, than the things that were happening around her, everything. It was like surrender and allow it to heal. And it, yes. it which it, it was is. beautiful. It is. And you know, it brings me into one of my favorite words in life is courage. Because yes. so oh. now we all go through fear every single day, probably. I mean, listen, my son is going to get his driver's license oh. soon. I'm already like, I'm like faith over fear, faith over fear. But, you know, it's like if you can build your courage and in, in, in create little bits of courage in yourself, you would be so surprised how strong you can get. And it's all it all comes down to having the courage to take the next step, having the courage, right? Courage is everything. And it's so important to tell yourself, like, I have to tell myself, okay, be courageous today, Kelly. Like, this is not easy, you guys. Like, I go through the same emotions you do. I'm no different. Again, I, I like to say that over and over because sometimes people are like, well, it's so easy for you, Kelly. It's not. I yeah. still battle with fear. Listen, our minds are a battlefield 24-7. We know that. I am no different than anybody out there. But I'm choosing courage. I'm choosing strength. And, and it didn't, I wasn't always like this. It takes time to develop just like anything else. You know, you work out in the gym, you want strong muscles, you have to build a strong mind. You want to have strong faith, you have to work on it. You want to build, have courage and be a, a champion of your life. Well, you have to start somewhere and have take having courage, stepping out in courage with whatever you're going through little by little, you will be surprised at where you will be if you keep doing that every single time. Because again, we can just sit and be sad all day long or fear, fear of the world. I mean, think, remember COVID and oh, even everything we're going through. I mean, there's a lot of fear in the world and you can see it. It's like a heavy black cloud over so many people. And I just want you to know like your belief about these things is, is where it starts. Yeah. It, it's incredible. It's so forgiveness uh, is the premise of my Ted talk. And I talk about it being a practice and this is a practice as well. Accessing hope, accessing strength, accessing courage, bravery, really being able to break through those barriers that are before us. It's a practice and it's not easy. I'm people say that to me too, Kelly. They're like, Oh, what? It's so easy for you, Sarah. You just, you know, and, and I respond with, no, I'm human, just like every one of you. And then I still get the messages back. Actually, you're not really human. You're, and I'm like, no, no, truly, I am human, just like every one of you. Me yes. climbing mountains took every single, took step after step after step. And there were many, many steps that I was afraid to take. And I still get afraid to take. I mean, I'm just going to state it like reaching out and asking people to come on my podcast mm -hmm. is not that's that takes a little bit of courage. It's like, hey, will you sit with me for an hour in your life and have this incredible conversation that I can share with my listeners? 
it's all of it, right? It's like one big uh, practice every single day of choice. Yes, it truly, truly is. That's what I drive into my my clients that I work with because repetition of anything yes. can take you down one way or the other. If you're out eating fast food all the time, it's your thing and your, those habits, repetition of anything is where it all begins. So if you start repeating words of affirmation to yourself, words of hope and courage to yourself, that's what you're going to stop believing. It's like that saying, um, doing something over and over. What is it again? Yeah. <laughs> Albert Einstein, you know, it's, yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah. insanity. But repetition in practicing, whether it's good habits, bad habits, practicing self negative self-talk, Right. Because there was a time that, and you pointed something out, that people look at you, but they're only seeing you now. Right. Where they didn't see all the work you put in along your journey. They weren't there when you were crying and you were reaching for the hope, trying to find your strength. But you got to where you are because you put that inner work in. And I just had to point that out because you said People message you and say this stuff, but it takes work. It takes practice. Again, it's like doing anything. If you want to get better at something, and we're talking about courage and hope right now, you have to practice being better at that, speaking to yourself positively, telling yourself, I got this, betting on yourself, taking a risk when maybe you didn't before. It all ties in together. So I believe in repetition in any, in, in both ways, repetition has gotten me down wrong roads too. <laughs> so well, right. you know, yeah. repetition in my food habits and doing the same thing. And I, you know, it's, it's all the same. So I love that you said that. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I want to ask you a really important question that gets asked of me a lot. So this word hope, <laughs> how do you define for you this word hope? Because what I have found, and I love the word hope, by the way, it's one of my, it's actually, I, three words that inspired me through my journey was truth, inspiration, and hope. And I truly believe that they were downloaded words from God as well when I was sitting on my paddleboard on the Pacific Ocean. And it's in alignment with my three sons too, which is very interesting. So how do you, but when I heard the the word hope come through me, I was like, hope. Really? Hope in what? I mean, at that point in my life, I was searching for hope and grasping onto anything. My definition of hope has shifted and changed throughout my journey. But how do you define that word hope? I think it really just comes down to hope and faith are pretty similar for me. And because we can't see or touch either one, it's really just about believing in hope gives me confidence. Hope Mm -hmm. gives me courage. And hope brings me strength. It's such a powerful word. I think everything stems from hope. And, you know, that's that's the only way I can kind of sum that up. Um, if I don't hope for the best and believe for the best, what, what other option do we have? Right. So hope and faith, it's putting my faith in hope. I usually say those two words together because Ooh. I'm hoping for the best. I'm believing for the best. And I'm strengthening my faith in keeping that strong to know I will get through this. So that's where really, and, and plus when it comes to hope, I feel like when we, when we have a vision for our life, 
we need to have hope that we're going to see that come through. So, you know, right now, especially beginning of new years, people create all these new visions and goals. And we have to have hope that we're going to follow it through to the end and get there to reach these goals that we're setting for ourselves. Yeah, that's beautiful. So let's dive into, we're going to go, we're going to kind of shift directions a little bit all towards this one a little bit, not a little bit, a lot. Um, So when you were a little girl, let's go all the way back. Okay. (laughs) She's like, Oh, this is going to be good. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. Here we go. Uh, When you go all the way back, into this younger version of you. How much did this younger version of you play into this woman, this remarkable woman that you are today? Do you ever access that? Is it, is it, do you, do you feel her, that younger version of you, if it's a child at 10, at 12, at 15, six, you know, even younger, do you ever feel that coming into this woman that you are today? That's a great question. And it's really funny that you're asking me this because just recently I was thinking about it. Isn't that funny? I was thinking about myself as the young girl I used to be. I was very, I told you, I grew up as an only child. So what I came to the conclusion of, Sarah, is that being an only child and growing up in a very positive home created a lot of happiness in my life and freedom. And when I mean that freedom, I didn't have to rely on a brother or sister. Yes, there's times where I wish I had a brother or sister, but my house was always the the house that everybody came to. So it's almost like I had a million brothers and sisters, but and my mom was just like that. It was a, a, the door swung open all the time, but not having siblings, I really had to rely on myself a lot. And I was home alone by myself a lot, you know, on the times when my friends weren't over. So I didn't learn from my siblings, you know, normally you see your older brother or sister doing whatever, and you kind of follow along and you want to be like them or whatever it is, but it does play a role in who I am. And I think back, I, as a little girl, this is funny. I have it all over my desk. Actually. I really thought I was wonder woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't it, I, I wore red boots around my house. I had a cape on all the time. It is hilarious because every little girl our age remembers Wonder Woman, even now, but it's oh, not yeah. the real Wonder Woman. I mean, we, come on, Linda Carter was like the end all be all for women of strength. <laughs> so I, I really was thinking about that the other day and how I really told myself, I was Wonder Woman. I thought I I thought I was a version of her. And in that, this is at five years old. Even as I grew up in my teen years, I just always went back to her superpowers that she just did everything. She was an overcomer. She was a conqueror. And why can't I be like that? So it really did carry through, even though aside for some years in the middle, in the middle. But when Addicted to the Climb came in, I'm like, I am one. I am a Wonder Woman. And so are you. I didn't just think I was. I I wanted my clients in my fitness business. Women, you are a version of Wonder Woman. You have everything inside you. Why are you holding yourself back? We tend to hold ourselves back. But little Wonder Woman is sitting inside each of us if we just unleash it and have the strength 
to, to do that. So yes, she plays a role in my life now and as a child, and I'm very thankful for it. <laughs> I still watch her. Well, and how beautiful that you honor that younger version of yourself in that way and that you can access the strength and that that wisdom at such a young age, like truly like this, yes. this not having fear to conquer anything because you're Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. I, I, this is something I think about and I talk with people a lot about is like access that younger version of you because that younger version of you was very wise. We sometimes throughout our life tend to, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, silence that younger version of ourself and what our dreams and aspirations and goals really were. And then we have society take us over. And then it's like, we become this, you know, later in life. And we're like, what happened to all that stuff that I really loved to do when I was younger? Right. And so I think about that with my own journey and now guiding people in the mountains and stuff, because I had two older brothers, they were a year and two years older than me. And I always, I was that one that was following them and then saying, well, why can't I do that too? Just because you're a boy doesn't mean that I can't do that too. Yes. Because I had so much joy and curiosity for life and just, you know, adventure. And yes. so, yeah, and so I, I think it's important for us to also reflect on that, that younger version of ourselves, and how can we bring that into the person that we are today? I couldn't agree more. I love that. And it is about dialing into that inner child that felt so free and so playful and no stress and as life, you grow up and we take on so many things in our environments and we get into the wrong situations and believe it or not, they rub off on us in certain ways. Then we begin writing the story and telling the lies start forming in our heads. We have to remember to go back because right now, even in our 40s, we have the ability to rewrite the story. And I don't care how old you are. It doesn't matter. You can be 60 right now listening to this you can be 20. You still have a chance to rewrite your story. What do you want your story to look like while you're here on this earth? And I, I, whenever I heard somebody say that years ago, rewrite my story, I was like, yes, I get to rewrite my story. I don't have to be this other girl that I don't want to be. You know, you walk through so many stages in life, and it, some of them are great. Some of them aren't great. You make bad decisions. You make good decisions. I mean, it's all, it's always a, you know, up, down, up, down. And that's life, a roller coaster, right? I mean, God, if it was like smooth sailing, we'd all be perfect. <laughs> so, right, right. But it's like, we can just knowing that at any given moment, whether it's in your health and fitness, you're not stuck where you are right now. I don't care who you are. If you have a healthy body to move and you have two arms and legs that work and you can go to the grocery store, you can rewrite your whole entire health plan in life and choose to live that way. No one's ever really stuck in a bad place unless they decide to be. And I think that's what it comes down to. So I love, you know, sharing that with people. Rewrite your story. Let's go. Let's move. How would you, what part of your story would you shift and continue writing in a different way? Rewrite whatever it is. Well, the first, I'm, I'm thinking back when I was young, yeah. <laughs> I would wish I could rewrite a little bit of that. I guess for me, it's really about my environment. I was, you know, years ago, many years ago, I wish I could have chose different circles to be involved with. 
And not that I'm blaming, I'm not about blaming any, because I could make my own choices, but you know, you really are the five you keep company with at all times. And I wish I just knew better back then to choose different people that weren't serving me. And that's really the only one that I can think that's popping into my head right now that I wish I could maybe rewrite and choose differently, but I was immature and you learn from all that too. And I learn now, choose wisely. You are who you hang around, no matter what. It's so true. Uh, So I wrote something in on a LinkedIn post. I don't even know if it was yesterday or today, one of the days. And it was about uh, appreciating the unknown. And I going back full circle with this conversation, the unknown is so beautiful because that's where we have so much of our faith and so much of our hope. And we get to, we get to surrender and just witness it unfold. Mm, Yes. I love that. Yeah. Because we don't know the outcome of any of this anything we're doing we really don't know how it's going to end but appreciating yes i like that you said that that's you really want to know i mean that's my whole thing because i really uh, don't know i don't (laughs) i don't but so many people do and it's it's actually a chapter in my book it's one of my stories is called release the outcome Mm. so many people hang on well what if i don't lose the weight or what if i don't what if i don't get through this cancer what if i don't you don't know what's going to happen. You just have to believe, release that to God. Don't hold on to that because nobody knows the future. And yes, you're right. I don't want to know either. I just want to enjoy the journey. I've learned over the years to really find my joy in the journey instead of striving and striving and hustling harder to get to that finish line. Because let's be real, at the end of the day, I've run marathons, half marathons, I should say. But when I got to that finish line, I was like, oh, all right, I did it. But honestly, it was all the training that yes. I found was so incredible. It taught me strength. It taught me to commitment. It taught me dedication. Keep going. That's where you find the joy inside the journey. And I know everyone talks about it, but it's so meaningful and true. If you really can sit back and say, I'm going to enjoy every step of the way. And then you'll get there. You will get there. There are so many, I'm going to be going back and listening to this because there are so many little one-liners that I'm going to be taking notes on. And when I interviewed um, uh, Terry Tillman this week, one of the things that he said was joy and curiosity are devoid of fear. Mm. Right? I know. I was like, whoa, that's a big one. Uh, And um, how in life, one of the questions to ask ourselves is, do we want to be average? Do we want to, <laughs> that one just made you go, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Um, and I, I look at it when I'm working with people, it's, we've all been victims of something. Uh, if it's cancer, if it is trauma of a different sort of emotional, mental, physical, whatever it is, we have lived in a survivor space. And then we have that thriving space, which is the beyond. It's like the, what else is possible in our life and opening ourselves to everything that is great. Uh, and how, to be honest with you, I look at it as why we were born onto this onto this earth. Like that's that space of giving yourself to what was our unbecoming to become, right? Or what is. Yes. And in that survivor space, it's, it can tend to be a little average where you are, you're there, right? But what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with all of this learning? 
And this, because you've had so much learning in your life, and I, I want to commend you on that. You have, you have taken everything that you have learned throughout your life journey and the journey of your mom. Let's not forget that mm-hmm. the journey of your mom, and you have created something that is so empowering and powerful for not only yourself, your children, the way that you, I mother, right, and the way that you are as a friend. You're literally rippling it out into the world, which is the coolest thing possible. Like what a gift. And that's that space of thriving and and really living in your in your existence of what you were intended to. Thank you so much. I mean, that was just so beautiful. Again, I brought a tear to my eye, but you said, you know, there's two things I just want to say. The first one is my Peloton instructor always says, you didn't wake up to be mediocre. And I'm like, no, you're right. I didn't. I'm not. She's like, you're not average. And you know, so I love that you said that. That's 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 great. We didn't. I didn't wake up today to be just mediocre like everyone else. I don't want to be. I'm not choosing to be. And so I love that. And then the next thing is um being addicted, you know, addicted to the climb is for me about being addicted. I am addicted to personal development, to progress, to growth, because I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop being able to make an impact in people's lives. I see the way I've been impacted from my mom and other people that are went before me. And I want to carry that over to people that come behind me. So I think when people talk about success and what that looks like for me, it's really about a state of fulfillment and being alignment with the assignment that I have on this earth. So that's how I'm successful every single day. That's how I wake up and not be mediocre because I know I have a job to do. I know I wasn't put here to be mediocre. I was put here for a reason and I believe I have a purpose and I could just keep preaching. (laughs) I know. And so that's the beauty of this is that when you're in company, you love to preach because this is what it is. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) That tells me something right there. Uh, (laughs) And I do want to respect the time as well. I want to leave the listener though, before we go, there's two things. Number one, what is your tool? What is Kelly's tool that she uses to continue on the climb? And then I'm going to share mine. There's something that I do every year as well uh, that will help our listeners and guide them. And then the second thing is, where can people find you? Where can they find the book? Where can they find out more about you? Where are you besides right here with me right now, which I appreciate. Well, the tool is so easy for me because honestly, I do have one tool and it is my Bible. That is my tool. That is where my wisdom, that is where all my wealth comes from. Every My blueprint to life is for me. It is my tool I hang on to is my Bible. It, I've, I can't even go without it anymore. And it's funny. I Again, I used to make fun of my mom. Why does she always have her Bible in her hand? I was a kid. I'm like, so weird. <laughs> but <laughs> It really is a blueprint for so many things, everything I should say. And where can people find me? Um, LinkedIn, where we are friends. LinkedIn, my name, Kelly Tyan. It's with an E-Y. And Instagram, the same. I'm on Instagram and I am on Facebook. I do have a um, private Facebook group over there too, Addicted to the Climb. My book is on Amazon, Addicted to the Climb. And my podcast is also Addicted to the Climb on all platforms. 
Perfect. Thank you. I'm going to share my tool is uh, I I do. I go into nature for at least nine days every year on a backpacking trip. Uh Uh-huh. I know, girlfriend. You want to go with me? You can always go with me. I'm happy. Are you alone? Um, so I usually go with one other person and sometimes more than one, but I always do something that just pushes me a little more outside of my comfort zone every year. Mm. Um, last year we started the Sierra high route, which is the most dangerous and beautiful, by the way, route. There is no trail. It's literally waypoints through the highest Sierra Nevada mountains. And so Mm. I know 190 miles. And so we did one section of it. We're doing another section this year and then one more section in two years. And it's it's incredible. And I encourage everyone to whatever your climb is, get addicted to it, do more of it, keep pushing yourself, striving, have those steps. And please, I agree with you. Have faith, have faith in yourself, have faith and connect with something so much larger than anything that you are going through right now as well. Yes. Amen to that. Thank you for being here. I really very much appreciate you. Thanks so much. My friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so grateful to have you here. I'd love to invite you over to sarahschultincrans.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me, or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to survivor. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who may need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page. Leave a message in my comments and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you. And as I always say, I believe in you, us, always. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.